Hello, welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thank you for joining us today as we go down memory lane one more time. You can find our website at babyboomertales.com. Once there, you can link to a number of places that you can hear our podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and more. You can see pictures of the country I speak about so much. You can just have a good old time there for a few minutes. The title of today's episode is called The Rubber Band. When I was 16 years old, I made a huge statement of independence to my family, and I went and got a job at a gas station. Now, I had always worked for my dad, unless I was mowing lawns or something like that. But to actually quit my dad's store and go to work at a regular job was a huge deal, at least to me. Now, my dad had other boys that could take my place easily, I'm sure. And I went to work at the Standard Station in the town I grew up in. And it was fun. I worked with a couple guys that were my age. There's also a guy maybe 10 years older than me, 8 years older than me. His name was Chet. Rich owned the station, and I'm not exactly sure what happened to Rich. I can't really remember. But eventually, Chet became the guy that ran the station. I don't know if Rich owned the station or if it was leased or Rich left or what. But Chet was in a band. He was in a rock and roll band and they played all around the county. They're very good. They particularly played a lot at what was called the Upstairs. It was a 3-2 bar above the bowling alley in town. It was quite a popular place and I think they were the number one band that played there. Two of the other guys in the band that I can remember was John, who was a great drummer, just really a very good drummer, and Steve, who was the bass player. Well, I used to go and kind of watch them. I'd I'd go into the living quarters there, Sonny and Ruthie's, that owned the bowling alley, and I could look in at the bar and watch the band a little without actually going into the bar. And I got a great idea, because I was always getting great ideas. Sometimes that still tries to come upon me, but I do my best to ignore it anymore. Perhaps I should just go with them, but golly, I'm getting too old for some of the stuff I go through with my great ideas. Anyway, this one was, I think I'm going to get a bass guitar. So I got in the Montgomery Ward catalog and ordered a bass guitar and an amplifier. If you remember back then, you could get anything at the Montgomery Ward catalog. Literally anything you ever wanted, except maybe groceries. So that bass came, and I hired Steve to give me bass guitar lessons. And I remember him trying to teach me different runs and how you play the bass. And one thing we always want to remember whenever I talk about me and music is I'm pretty much tone deaf and can't really do music very well. I can't sing or anything. I can read music. Uh, I can read music perfectly. I learned that with my tonette back in the days before I started playing my coronet trumpet hybrid. 
But this was nothing to do with reading music or anything. These guys were playing rock and roll songs just from here. And so I learned a few ways to play my bass. And that was basically the bass rhythm to Louie Louie. Everything I played always had that, I think, three chords or whatever that was called on Louie Louie. I would just adapt to whatever song we were playing, play those same three notes. Bop, 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 remember that? Well, that's what I would play. And somehow, between my friend Dave and John, Dave's brother, I hung out with those guys a lot all the time, from the time we were little kids. And we put a band together. Besides Dave, John, and myself, we got Tim in our band. And a guy named Mike in our band. Now, John played guitar. Dave played drums. I played bass. Mike and Tim played guitars. And we used to practice at Dave's and John's house. I do not know how his mom put up with it, but we practiced there. And one of our earliest practices, trying to figure out who the singer was going to be, the lead singer. And, of course, I wanted to be. And so I was singing, and what we would do is... The other guys would go outside, like one guy at a time, go outside while the other guys sing. And they come in and they say who is the best singer. Everyone that went outside came back in and said, and it was all where they didn't know who was singing, you know, kind of like the voice where your back's to it. Every one of them said that I was the worst singer. So it turned out that Mike became the lead singer. And that was okay. Mike could really sing good, but he had one real bad handicap to being a lead singer and that was he could never remember the words to songs so as we started playing venues i would stand close to mike because i knew all the words to all the songs and i would tell him the songs hey there little red riding hood hey there little red riding hood you sure are looking good you sure are looking good Blah, 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 blah. On and on we went, song after song after song. Well, I did get to do the uh, the wolf owl on that one particular song and probably did the ha, 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 wipe out on that song. And we, we had quite a selection of songs and we started to become popular. I believe John gave Dave, John the drummer, the great drummer, gave Dave lessons. And Chet probably gave maybe John some of those guys lessons. We weren't very good, but you know what? I think we got so we were okay. Places hired us. We played for some eighth grade dances. We played in the upstairs a couple times, and that was just jam-packed. I spoke of this before. They were teen night or something. I think one time was a Halloween night. But so the beer part of it was closed, but they opened up the venue and we packed the place out. I remember playing my bass, dancing on one of the tables. Now I dance about as good as I sing. So dancing's all part of music too. So I'm sure I was a sight for sore eyes and watching me made your eyes sore, but I had fun. One of the things that we always had a problem with is we never could come up with a name. We'd already established that we didn't wear little uniforms like they did back in the mid-60s. You see Herman's Hermits all dressed alike in little Nehru jackets and whatever. 
or Jerry and the Pacemakers wearing leisure suits, all that stuff. We just wore our jeans and t-shirts and whatever. I did buy a polka dot shirt that I specifically wore when we had a gig. I bought it out of the Montgomery Ward catalog once again, but we couldn't come up with a name. We were the Midnight Riders for a while. We were this for a while and that for a while. We were the rubber band for a while, maybe a week. The reason this episode is called the rubber band is that was my idea. I thought that was the perfect name for band. So we really had no identity, but we got along good and we did a lot of stuff. We played one time for a JC party, Junior Chamber of Commerce, I believe it was called. It was up at the ski area at one of the lodges. And I can remember this one real well. Mike's dad, who was a wonderful guitar player and he had a little group, he played with us for that one. I think he got us the gig. And these guys at that party were so drunk, they were just dropping money all over the place. Mike's little brother, Donnie, crawling around on the floor, picking up $10, $20 bills all over the place. I believe he picked up more money than they paid us. But they paid us well. So we were professional musicians. That's a fact. As time went on, like all things, we started to lose interest in playing as a band, or maybe we squabbled a little or whatever. I cannot remember ever really fighting with the guys in the band. We all seemed to get along pretty darn good. It probably was the burden of having to commit to something long term when you're 15, 16 years old. As things were kind of waning to an end, I remember another guy named Mike, classmate of mine, invited me over to his house one day and I went over there and he had this big presentation how he was starting a new band and we were all going to have these little outfits we wore and he was building these stands that you could stand on so you're higher than the I guess the people dancing or whatever and he had it all figured out and he was trying to recruit me for his band now I knew he was in trouble because I wasn't a good bass player I might have been cool but I was not musical. And as he laid all this out for me and tried to sprinkle it with promises and make it all sound wonderful and stuff, all I could think about was Dave and John and Mike and Tim. And I couldn't do that to those guys. I don't care if we're going to disband here in the future or not. I wasn't going to leave them. Well, the band did disband after a while. We all went our separate ways which wasn't far from each other because we knew each other very well. I sold my bass guitar and amplifier to Mike, the lead singer in our band. I don't know if he can remember songs to this day. I'm glad I got to stand by him and tell him the words to songs. I'm glad that I can remember Dave sitting there at his drums. I explained this before. Every time I saw Dave sitting at the drums, I thought of Dennis Wilson, who was by far and away my favorite drummer of the Beach Boys. Seeing John out there, being cool, being John. Tim, his real reserved self, not really wanting to be in the spotlight, just wanting to do his thing. And Mike, out there, wonderful guitar player that couldn't remember a stanza to a song to save him. But he could play it. He just had trouble remembering the words. We'd pack up all of our stuff and put it in the back of my station wagon. We'd have that station wagon totally full of equipment, drums and amps and guitars. 
set it up. We had nobody to help us set it up. We just set it all up ourselves and break it down at the end of the dance. Maybe there's someone out there that remembers us playing. I sure can't forget it. That's a fact. I always wish that I was musical. I really do. I'm not like my wife at all in that respect. She always could be in a band and just lead the whole thing and play whatever instrument they needed her to play. And But not me. I can't even clap on beat. <laughs> Here I was, the bass guitar player. Thank you so much for being with me today. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. If you'd like to help us keep Baby Boomer Tales podcast commercial free, just visit our webpage, babyboomertales.com. There's a link that's called Support Our Podcast. If you follow that link, it'll explain to you how you can help. Show kindness in every way, everywhere you're at. That kind light will shine from you. And everyone will know that you're okay. I'll be back next Wednesday. The show is over. I'm visited by memories, day by day, of places I remember they never go away. I was just a member of the band, a member that is true. It's good to be part of something to show that you are you. So now I must say adios, happy trails, and more, as my time is up and I'm leaving. I'm going out the door.